Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? We're back again for another show, Black Techies. I'm Cashley, your host, and then Greg, my co-host. And we're back for the episode of Tech and Wrestling. It's been a, a bit of a break. And, you know, a lot of things happened in between the last show and now. So, Greg, what's going on with you? Um, not a lot. I started the new job a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. By the grace of God. Um, but other than that, just relaxing. Um, we are attempting to celebrate the weekend. It seems like it went by quicker than normal. Um, yeah. I, have, I haven't gone to any cookouts, barbecues, nothing. Um, I have not grilled out, which is weird for me because I haven't changed my propane tank yet. So there's that. Mm. And ultimately, I just, I'm not accepting the fact that the summer is about to be over. Like, I know. I, it just feels like it just started. And for some, I don't know what it is about DC weather, but it's been relatively um, warm, but not mm-hmm. like hot. You know what I mean? But then yeah. the last week of summer, like all week is going to be 93 or above. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tomorrow, well, Tuesday, not tomorrow, but at the time they're hearing this, it will be roughly 96 degrees on Tuesday. Yeah. So today it it's like 80, which you're like, okay, that's still hot, but it, it's not DC hot because I live on a side of town where it's not really that warm. But the issue is, all weekend, it's been like 72, 73. And I've wanted to go to the pool. I like to go to the pool during, you know, the end of the summer because it's the last time I'll be able to go to it. But it's been kind of like cool when you go to the pool where there's no one there. And then the water's like frigid. It's not like, okay, it feels like a good temperature, you know, when it yeah. comes to weather-wise. So... I, I just don't know what to take about this summer. It just it feels like mm-hmm. one of the most awkward ones I've had in a while. Because yeah. honestly, for two or three years, we just didn't have a summer. It was just like we're all in the house. So the one right. summer, I'm like, okay, yep. great. Like the, the world's back. Um, mm-hmm. They they lied because COVID's back, and yeah. people are catching it. Um, I'll just say a family member came here because we had a. Um, Bar Mitzvah that we were going to, only to find out that, guess what? That person caught COVID while they were in my house. Luckily, wow. they, yeah, luckily um, she was staying in the basement, which was cool so we could isolate her for a day. But she, she took her test because she was saying that she, you know, she felt like she was catching a cold. And she felt this when we went to the Bar Mitzvah um, dinner on Friday night. So we get home and she's feeling like she has a temperature and then she's like, okay, I'll go to bed. She wakes up with a fever. We all know like mm-hmm. the symptoms of COVID and stuff like that, but we had just hung out with roughly 70, 80 people at a bar mitzvah dinner, which means that the day of, which is Saturday for the bar mitzvah, we thought that, okay, like it would be cool for her to isolate and like my mother and father-in-law could go and we'll just stay yeah. back home with the baby. But cooler heads prevailed. I was just like, it, it doesn't make sense because we're all in the same house, right? So right, yeah. my, my, my father-in-law was pissed because, you know, they had come, you know, seven, eight hours from where they live at to come here. And then 
see family that live in a completely different state on the West Coast, right? And it's the first yeah. time we've seen them since the pandemic because, you know, the world shut down because of COVID. And then he couldn't mm-hmm. see them again because of COVID, which yeah. is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll try to tie that into like tech when we get into it because I, I feel like there's a, a few stories that matter in regards to that. But I, I'm interested yeah. in wrestling. Uh, you know, we usually have wrestling <laughs> for the sports desk. But yeah. we haven't had a sports desk in, in a few weeks, and we will have one on Monday. But mm-hmm. I, I think there's so much to unpack right now with wrestling. I think it's great that it's just going to be you and I talking about this episode. Yeah. But. Yeah. So basically, with me, um, I dealt with quite a few health things that I had to seek out, like different doctors to try to um, get help on. So I was recently diagnosed with um, PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian uh, syndrome. And uh, they found a couple of cysts on my ovaries. So that was one indication. But it was really hard for me because I always suspected I had it. But no doctor I was with would really test me for it. It's like, oh, you're fine. Just take this. You know, so when you're trying to get the help, that you know the help that you need for your health it, it kind of messes with you mentally so then you know I was starting to get like mental health declines like I was getting a lot of anxiety and things like that so once I finally found a doctor a wonderful black woman um you know she worked with me for a few months and then finally I was able to get the help that I needed get the treatment that I needed so I'm finally you know on the right path now so that well, that's uh, um I'm praying for you, obviously. Uh, it's the first time yeah. I've heard of it. And we, we 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 talk almost every day. So, you know, you've yeah. you kept it in. But I do appreciate you being, like, you know, completely candid about it. Um, yeah. I, I'm just hoping all positive things. Um, a, a lot of these doctors, like you said, uh, they don't want to diagnose too much. But they also, it just right. feels like they just don't want to do the work. Which, right. again, is, is a little bit nuts for me because... I don't know if you remember the reason why I was keeping what was going on was a similar situation yeah. with my wife. Mm-hmm. She was saying yeah. um, she had something going on like in like the lady parts. And I was just, you know, I didn't know. I was like, what, what the hell does this mean? Right? Like her doctor yeah. was saying it could be nothing or it could be like um, like ovarian cancer or something like that. I, I'm not too yeah. familiar, but it, it came back and it was negative, but <coughs> excuse me, but it, it had like a like um for her it was like a negative connotation for me i didn't understand and i didn't want to go and like web md myself to death and try to figure out right what it was Mm -hmm. but what she was saying and the reason why i'm saying is because you said the same thing was yeah she had to go to a black woman doctor Mm -hmm. in order for them to even like recognize it um her doctor you know, she went to like three different like people, right? Like specialists. Mm-hmm. The first specialist right. is like, oh, we'll do the test or whatever. They did the test. The second one was a guy who just, he didn't do like the exam. But he was definitely like, yeah, it's not that necessary. Like, oh, you're not in the position to really speak on that. Even as a doctor, regardless of like as a male, I just feel like they're kind of biased towards like certain women. And like, if it was, a, you know, her being, you know, a white woman, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, like, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I'm like, no, they told her the same thing. Like, yeah, no, nah, yeah, it doesn't matter. And then what they would do was, uh, him, at least, he was, I'm, I'm trying to find the wording. 
he was yeah. attempting to give the the most expensive option. Yeah, like, th- there was no, there was no. Oh, well, we can do this this way, right? Like, and this yeah. will be cheaper. It'll be they're like, oh no, I'll go through this, this step, this step, this step. And she went to the black woman doctor, and the black woman doctor was like, "You could do this. We're gonna have the results in seven days, and mm-hmm. you know, no, no intimacy, or nothing for a few days. You had um, they took a sample." of like her uterus or whatever and then like sent it in there was a whole bunch of stuff and when she was telling yeah. me these things i was like i was like as somebody who like i appreciate doctors and i think i attempt to take care of my health a lot i never realized how much women have to go through when it comes to mm-hmm. like just finding the right doctor who understands them like you understand right. your body and you're trying to like tell them about it but they see things so much and so often that they're kind of jaded about how mm-hmm. each person feels. So they have like this protocol they follow. Oh, this person seems sincere about it. Or this person, like yeah. maybe they're thinking, you know, a little bit extreme about it. So they're just like, you know what? We deal with it enough. Let's just heavily medicate them or let's, you know, just completely poo-poo it away. And mm-hmm. I, again, I'll wrap up by saying this and, you know, let you finish. My um, cousin on the in-law side, the last time I saw him again was during the pandemic. So when we saw him mm-hmm. on Friday, he's walking with a, I, I, I call it the think tank, which is like that oxygen thing, right? Yeah. And it's not, it's not mm-hmm. one of those, they've, technology has evolved enough that they don't walk around with that big bag. Now it's just like, it's about the size of an iPad. And he's oh, walking okay. around with that to get oxygen. And he's mm-hmm. telling me about me- like modern day medicines and stuff for him. Um, and it was, I think it's his lungs. But what he was saying mm-hmm. was, yeah, it's um, the the medication or whatever. It's $15,000 a month. Wow. And and it's just for 30 days. Just for 30 days, this medication is 15000 a month. Medicare wow. will cover, um, I think he said they cover 9000 of it. And then his insurance, they cover an additional 3000 he, and he thinks it's a deal. He thinks that oh, man. spending three, four thousand dollars a month in medicine is a good deal. Now, at that point, it's like, okay, you have to do what you have to do. But yeah, modern. You would think modern medicine would get better and less expensive, on top of like the doctors knowing things because of technology advancements. I don't feel that way anymore. So, mm-hmm. with everything you're going through, it's like the fact that I feel like black women doctors i feel like they know a little bit more because they have to go to these same doctors as well right and the fact that you had to go and get like you know a black woman who honestly knew what she was talking about but to pretty much help you which is the entire yeah. premise of being a doctor like mm-hmm. how can we just not get help from this you can go to a, a green doctor a blue doctor, like you know what i mean like just mm-hmm. whatever color right. of race and you should be able to do that but Again, right. I'm just glad you're on the right path because yeah, yeah, that was just ugly. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I'm feeling a lot better, and um, yeah, just kind of moving on, and you know, going into more adult stuff, looking for homes, got the pre-approval, so that's all good to go. Um, we actually spent yesterday touring some homes, and you know, we we saw a couple of that we really really liked, so. Yeah, just 
Yeah, being an adult. But yeah, I, I guess we can move on to more tech stuff because I know you wanted to discuss some some social media trends like Clubhouse yeah. on decline, your threads, you know. So yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, yes, let's go for it. So um, for anybody who's listening, um, sorry for the background noise. I'm also doing some work while I'm, you know, like basically sanitizing while podcasting because of, again, that ah. COVID story I just said. But yeah, uh, let me start with threads. Um, threads was um, something I overestimated. Um, I was telling anybody mm. who listen, threads is going to be V1. And I still think it has an opportunity. The issue yeah. is with threads, people aren't going and taking it seriously because it's not completely fleshed out. Um, think mm-hmm. 2009 Twitter. Yeah. Um, it's not, it doesn't have all of its features and its function. It doesn't have, um, it just today actually got its search feature, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, wow. Also, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, I think the issue is they push threads to be kind of a celebrity thing. And mm-hmm. when I say a celebrity thing, meaning like, oh, well, we're pushing Kim K and Oprah and all these people. I'm like, how about just being a good social media and right. Yeah. I, I read an article on, I think in gadget or I, I just can't remember the source, but they were saying that mm-hmm. social media is dying. And the reason why social media is dying is because it's trying to do everything while doing nothing at the same time. It's like, right. Where are the conversations being had? And threads mm-hmm. to me had the opportunity to be that app. That's like, you know what? You can be on Instagram, you can post your photos, and, you know, that's fine. But Threads was supposed to be a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And I was telling people, I'm like, oh, like, you can be who you are now. It's day one. Like, it's the first day of school. You can be who you are. They messed up by not advancing the app. They didn't have features that launched. They didn't have search. Um, they didn't even have, like, followers and friends. and all. None of this stuff was available day one. So this happened for uh, the 4th of July weekend. I was so excited. I'm using it. Fast forward to September. I don't think I've made a post in over a month. And the reason why is, again, it's essentially featureless. Um, the app icon for me matters because it's garbage. Um, I just don't like the way it looks. But yeah. then there's still Twitter. Now, mm-hmm. th- that leads me into that into Twitter because I don't really have much more on threads. I'm hoping it does better, but whatever. Um, Twitter renames itself to X, which I hate. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be Twitter in my head. I don't care what yeah. they say. <laughs> like it's Twitter and people say, Greg, it's X now. I'm like, no, it's, it's not X. The platform yeah. now can be called X. I'm calling it Twitter. It, mm-hmm. Like what, what do you call it? Like you can't say retweet. You can't say <laughs> repo. Like what is it now? It is. Right. Now, Twitter forever for me because that's what I've known. That's like MySpace all of a sudden saying, you know, what we want to be called space, but no, like your MySpace. <laughs> right? So, um, Twitter, however, I, I don't know if the new CEO, and this is all positive talk about Twitter, which is going to be crazy mm-hmm. for me because I, I try to find the negatives in, in certain like platforms, but this one I can't. And the reason for that is because Elon, I guess when he hired the woman CEO, and he finally realized he could put somebody in the forefront. He's possibly been given pushback about just putting out features. Um, Elon yeah. was doing a lot to just 
just do. It was just like, why the fuck are you doing these things? They, they just don't make sense logically, right? Like right. you're saying shit and then three days later you're changing it, right? Now Twitter is getting features that don't take six months. They don't take, you know, a year. And you'll see that on like Instagram, you'll see that on Facebook, like, hey, we're getting dark mode. But then every time you log on to like Facebook, it's like, hey, um, I turned on dark mode, but then it just randomly disappeared because them and Google both just, they come out with the feature and then they delete it because they don't use it, right? It's like, but what about the other millions of people who do, right? So Twitter or X, mm-hmm. they, with their, um, the Twitter blue or the X blue, the, the premium package rather, they have mm-hmm. extended a lot of features. One that I didn't think really mattered, but it does, is now you can hide your lights. And the I'm trying to find the best course of action to say this. The people who have their filth on Twitter and shit like that, you can hide those yeah. now. Those lights, they're not there. But it also means that my timeline isn't full of, you know, people seeing what I liked and commenting on what I liked. So right. before the back, the back door to that was bookmarking everything, which I don't mind bookmarking because it's more organized. But mm-hmm. what I do mind is the fact that there's no like uh, bookmark button. There's a like button, and you know, with the heart, yeah. the heart is your likes. So why the fuck would I want to? You essentially do things twice, and that continuity for Twitter to me matter, right? Um, Twitter Blue yeah. is eight dollars. I hate to pay it, but there's certain functions that I do enjoy. And Elon, like now, you can watch an entire movie on Twitter. Like he he he's oh. essentially yeah. Like if people post a movie as a tweet, it can because I guess like they have like this unlimited server or whatever, right? Yeah. So I was watching like Fast and the Furious just on Twitter while I was on Twitter, which is crazy wow. because. That's what people want. Like, I didn't think or agree with the idea of having an all-in-one app. And the closest we've got to that is YouTube, right? But YouTube doesn't have a community function. It doesn't have the ability to say, you know what? I can talk to people while I watch these things. You have the comments, but nobody reads uh, YouTube comments. I don't. Um, So being able to still look at tweets, still keep up with news and information and data and things like that, while still watching stuff through picture and picture. It's not like it just disappears and you're here in the background. Ah, it has picture and okay. picture now too. So that mattered to me. And I was like, you know what? I will pay for those functions knowing that they're going to continue to progress Twitter to honestly keep me on this platform. Threads had their mm-hmm. opportunity and, you know, I don't want to say they missed it, but it's going to be a very long time until Threads can actually do what Twitter does today. And even though, like, Adam Missouri, he's doing a really good job in attempting to promote it, they're having an issue with doing what Twitter wants to do right now, and they're doing yeah. which is being that all-in-one app. Facebook doesn't want to be an all-in-one app. They want to be a, a suite. Like, how you have Google Drive, mm-hmm. you have Gmail. Like, I don't want a suite. Sometimes I just want one app that just, just does what I needed to do. I want to be able to communicate. Right. I want to be able to view videos and stuff like that. I want to share my opinion. And I also want to have community, which is like Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. And that I'll tie, I'm tying all the social medias all into one. So yeah, that goes to um, Clubhouse. So, cause I'm let off with spaces, right? So 
Clubhouse, the reason why I'm even speaking on Clubhouse is because I still go on there from time to time, um, which means that my backlog of podcasts is so bad now. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why I haven't listened to podcasts is because now I like fluid conversations. Um, yeah. Where I can hear people having conversations and thoughts and opinions, and it's not just okay. These same two hosts are talking this shit. Next episode, boom! Like, and every once in a while, I do that. I started to like siphon what I do want to listen to versus what I don't. But there are a lot of podcasts I used to listen to religiously that I don't say they run their course, but it's the same shit. And there's nothing wrong with having that. But I also like you know new innovative things. And Clubhouse, they have not innovated since 2020 like mm-hmm. since the pandemic they've done nothing they've done nothing to say yeah. you know what we're going to do we're going to innovate and that's where twitter spaces comes in elon mm-hmm. doesn't like he doesn't like spaces um but he knows that he can benefit from it because if he gets rid of spaces people are just going to jump back to clubhouse and have conversations right, right? so right so he's yeah. not he's not there to it's there it exists but he's not fond of it but he knows he can't eliminate it because once you eliminate the audience, then that's that. What he needs to do is uh, attempt to generate the people from Clubhouse on spaces. And that's what I think he's starting to do by incorporating features surrounding mm-hmm. spaces. They're not like spaces. It is what it is. It's a room for people to talk. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to do anything special other than add a chat. If he adds a chat to Twitter spaces, the rest is fucking history. Like, oh, yeah, point, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um and I have to go back to Twitter and X because I'm, I'm jumping around, but that was the only thing I had on Clubhouse. That's They're pretty much just tanking. But yeah. tying it back to Twitter, he's also attempting to bring back fleets and video, like Vine. He wants to bring that back. Ah. If, if he brings this back, um, I'm letting everybody know now, the price of Twitter Blue is going to go up. So mm-hmm. if you if you if you want to be in the shit early. Now, you just say, you know what? Everybody got to pay $15 a month. But right now, I'm paying 8 I think it's justified. But if he brings back Vine, TikTok might not make it. And as yeah. somebody who is pro-TikTok, and I, honestly, I love TikTok so much, yeah. I also don't have the, um, the, the bandwidth for it anymore like I, I don't jump on the trends um people are like great mm-hmm. like, you haven't posted a video in like a week or two and it's like because my life isn't that exciting that i i'm, I'm attempting to be a a content creator like mm-hmm. we have to get out yeah. of that phase of everybody just being a like you can be a creative or you can be yeah. a content creator like i am a creative mm-hmm. person i just don't want to always be on go and creating all the time um, right. One of my one of my friends, they showed me their TikTok. She has a hundred and fifty eight drafted videos. She's like, yeah, Greg, I just spend like, you know, two hours, you know, maybe once or twice a week just filming videos that I could put on TikTok. And I'm like, wow. Why? Like, that's a lot. Because, yeah. Well, her thing was she's had a few videos go viral. And when I say viral, meaning like, OK, they've had more than like 100,000 views. And mm-hmm. it's like a dopamine. It's a dopamine hit. It happens once you want, you know, you want it to hit again and you want to continue yeah. to have it hit, but not every video is going to hit. And I'm one of those people that if I see you on my timeline too much, I get annoyed. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds fucked up. Like, cause I used to be yeah. there. I used to fucking tweet 147 times a day. And I know that sounds like a lot. It wasn't in 2010, you know, 2011, 2009 like, yeah. at all. That was conversations. 
But yeah, TikToks, I would go and like look at one person's TikTok and he might have posted a week ago. And then if I like it, I'm just going to start seeing that on my algorithm and in my timeline. And mm-hmm. TikTok's algorithm is really good. The issue that I have, though, is the it's not even the innovation. It's the what's next. Right. Yeah. Like, if, yep. like I, I love the videos. I, I, I absolutely love the videos. Uh, but I also know that th- there has to be more like we're getting back into a text based world. So like we, we aren't just in the house like we are now. So we can be on like stereo talking and stuff like that. Eventually we have to start translating things back to text. And what again, what TikTok is doing is they've enabled the text. So they know people still watching videos, but they've enabled a yeah. text function kind of like how Instagram stories has it where you can just post Hey, I'm going outside today, right? Just as text and people can comment on it, which is great. Yeah. And that's for me. I think that's a really good function of TikTok that will go a long way. I, yeah. I want them to, and this is going to sound like a crazy ask, but just to have like a, a text tab or something like that so I can see what people are thinking. Because right. TikTok, I don't think those people think. I think they are all just creators who don't have lives. I know that sounds fucked up to say, but it's like, <laughs> yo, like what, what are you thinking? And that, that's the beauty for uh-huh. me on Twitter because I get people's thoughts. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a mind reader, but it also makes me want to engage and have conversations with people. TikTok, I yeah. don't engage. I like a video. I bookmark a video. If it's that hilarious, I'll put LOL. But that's the end of my conversation mm-hmm. right there. Like right. There, There's yeah. no flow. So I, I don't have any, um, I don't say love for, but I just don't have any, concern other than the consumption of entertainment right so there's that um so i've talked on twitter x i've talked about clubhouse threads yeah instagram is in beta for a lot of shit um when i say a lot of shit a lot of stuff but it's all behind the scenes things these aren't front end Mm -hmm. things but the one thing that is that i think is very interesting is they're going to do long form video. They right now they're in beta to, oh. uh, yeah. So they're doing a beta where you're allowed to do reels up to ten minutes. And wow. for for people who the last time we had done an episode of Black Tech, I had to go back and listen. We were talking about like short form content and how mm-hmm. you know at that time TikTok was saying, okay, now we're going to let you upload ten minutes of videos and. Mm-hmm. That to me is good because sometimes I want to watch that stuff. Um, I don't yeah. want to watch 64 clips of, you know, 60 to 90 yeah. second clips and then I have to go mm-hmm. and try to find part two, part three. Let me right. hear the whole conversation. And a lot right. of misinformation happens because people, they do that. They, they drive yeah. those views. They generate those mm-hmm. views. So what they do is they splice things into 10 videos thinking, okay, yep. well, but at that point, for me, if I watch part three, I'm not going to watch part four. I'm going to skip so I can just get to the conclusion, right? Right. So yep. why why not just have that one video generate those five to 10 million views and then mm-hmm. just let it be that? That's where Instagram is going and innovating. And when I say innovating, it's the first time I've ever said that about Instagram is they are eliminating the followers and followers like the followers and the following mm-hmm. on Instagram. And it's something I've wanted for fucking 10 years. I always thought yeah. that like followers following was just like kind of corny, but yeah. I think people have gotten to the point where 
they feel as though they have a community and they have a space. It's like, yeah, you have subscriptions, which you can do. But right. I think people are starting to take following a little bit too serious. And the reason why I say that oh, is yeah. for me on like on Twitter, I have 12,000 Twitter followers. I don't engage with 12,000 people. Right. So for me to be big headed, like, oh, yeah, like I, I got this following. It's like the number doesn't matter, though, because there are right. people who have smaller. They have smaller communities and silos that are doing numbers like right. I'm in a discord group for sports betting and they have 20,000 people in it. Not all 20,000 engaged, but they engage way more than I've ever seen people engage on Twitter because mm-hmm. now people are, when it comes to like tech, and I'll get to that in a second, people are starting to go into these silos and bubbles. I talked about it yes. the last episode as well about mm-hmm. telegrams and WhatsApps mm-hmm. and Discord yeah, groups. Right. Like social media, like I said at the beginning, I'll kind of conclude here and like let you get your, your spill out is people are starting to realize that they like smaller communities. They don't want to yeah. be, you know, be harassed by Jacob eight one three six four 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 one or two. Yeah. <laughs> like no, yeah. like you're in this group every day and if you are trolling and we don't like you, you get the boot. And right. Uh, right. honestly for me, that's why I love Telegram. I love WhatsApp now, which I never thought I would. And Discord. I'm on Discord more now than any other mm-hmm. platform. And the reason why is I love the groups. Um I was um, looking for like a wrestling community on Discord, like a a safe one. The ones that I attempted right. to join, they yeah. just they, they they weren't hitting the mark for me. It was a lot of like younger guys that just they don't know what to say out of their mouths, and I, I can't be right. a part of that, right? right. And yep. Facebook groups as well, they're, they're very mm-hmm. disrespectful. So I'm like, you know what? Can't do that shit either. And I even thought about like, let me create the safe space. And I was like, I just don't want to do the work. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. um, but all in all, I just I really like smaller communities now. And yeah. when I say communities, I really mean that because social media is so big and there's so mm-hmm. many of them. Yeah. I can go to them when I need them. So like they're not even on my home screen anymore. Like I have Discord on my home screen, I have WhatsApp on my home screen, but all those like outside of Twitter. So Twitter's on my home screen, everything else it sits in a folder. And the reason why is I just don't want to be in a position to have to go to seven different apps to do seven different things. Like mm-hmm. I, just, I, I can't find a way to repurpose all that content like religiously. So again, if y'all are a fan of smaller communities, I would just definitely say, just join those. You will forget yeah. to check social media because those smaller communities are that good. Yep. That's true. And um, just kind of piggyback off of that. I think also if you are, I think also if you're a black creator or a creative of color, but we'll stick to stick to black creators. You definitely long for that smaller community because you're dealing with censorship. You're dealing with the racist comments. It's like you're dealing with so much. It's like, okay, you, you like social media and you really like engaging, but you will definitely want that safe space for you and those you're in community with. And I think that's definitely where the discords, the WhatsApps and the telegrams definitely come in because it allows you more control of who's who's interacting with. Like you said, you can give somebody the boot, right? As opposed to, say, if you're on social media, you're probably dealing with thousands of millions of these comments and it's hard to block everybody, but it makes exactly. you really uncomfortable. So you can go to your little silos like, OK, I can I can be safe here. And another interesting part that you mentioned about misinformation with the, you know, the 60 and 90 second videos Mm -hmm. with TikTok, 
that could become even more of a problem because if you're if you're only catching say part two of a video and then because of the algorithm you're probably only catching part two that you don't even know is part two is that you're going to give your input based on what you saw like you didn't even catch the full picture Mm -hmm. so you know you ain't even got all the information via your commenting and and that's kind of where you know those longer videos where it's like okay somebody needs to sit and actually listen to what's being said and then if you got an input you can give your input but stitching videos based off of a small clip that can that can turn what may have been one thing the creator was talking about into something totally different and you said a lot on tiktok for sure so i mean it yeah i think those longer videos would definitely help in instances like that um i know definitely one thing i want to talk about on another show is information misinformation and how it really impacts our community, the black community. Yeah, sure. <laughs> now I know that sure, I know sure. that's gonna be a doozy, but I, I think it's worth getting into. But um also on the uh cyber front, and it kind of ties into social media too. Well, at work we had a uh there was a cybersecurity fire chat and this the focus was uh protecting children on social media in the cyber age and going back to school and stuff like that. Cause you know, all the kids are going back to school, whether it be elementary school or even high school and all of that and how to best protect our children on social media. I mean, they're exposed to so much, even more than I think you and I were exposed to growing yeah. up because we didn't have social media. Um, all of the phishing attempts, the, um, the revenge porn of, I mean, it, it's just so much, you know, pedophiles and I, it's like social media. And I think the Internet in general has allowed people to reach each other in ways that has never been seen before. However, mm-hmm. it's allowed a lot of creeps and yep. pedophiles to hide themselves and yep. target children even more than before and that's really scary so um i think that's something i would like to address in another show but i definitely wanted to bring that up and tie it into social media because as parents you know i I don't have i don't have any children but i have you know young cousins and stuff like that he's like you got to be more on them nowadays on as to what they're posting have more control of their social media and even decide if you even want them to have one until they're pretty much grown when i say grown i mean like you know older teenage probably college kind of thing right um because you know social media can be that dangerous for children you know it's like you gotta you gotta really have a hand in in what they're doing so i definitely wanted to touch on that yeah like we we definitely have to do an episode just like deep diving on that because yeah i I feel like it's necessary especially like if we consider ourselves like to be black techies like we know like even the stuff that we see sometimes we're like what the mm-hmm. fuck is that like wow right. like, that's mm-hmm. that's on social media and to right. be a grown adult and kind of i don't want to say be scarred by it but kind of be like taken aback like, what the heck like this right. is on social media mm-hmm. um i do believe just to like you know like give a segue to it just like i feel like there's a lot of oversharing just yes. you know there's a lot of oversharing there's a lot of miscommunication and yep. there are a lot of people who use social media as their therapy because they can't afford a therapist. 
And right. it's, it's not, and I say that in, you know, the most nice way I possibly can, because there are a lot of damaged people who are going with the full intent of damaging others on social media. And again, yeah. that just ties in the having those silos and those bubbles. People just, they, they're done with the bullshit. Like I've had friends right. that deleted Twitter in 2012 and they're like, yeah, I haven't had Twitter in years. And, you right. know, I don't say they seem like happier people, but, you know, I want to see if there's a like a a poll or some type of evidence that do you like have a a better lifestyle or do you live more comfortably without social media? Because I'm sure that there are people who don't like like outside of like Facebook. I don't see Facebook as being social media, right? Like, but Mm -hmm. those Twitters and stuff like that, like, yeah, does that give you like more peace of mind knowing that hey, um. I'm, I'm not hanging out with the crazies, right? I know it sounds right. so fucked up, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it just is what it is. Yeah, and, and, and you know, kind of going back to what you said a, a little bit about Facebook. Yeah, it's like, I, I want to call Facebook social media, but then again, I don't because that's where all of my family is. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're kind of going to watch what you say anyway, because you know your mama on there. Exactly. <laughs> and and she's going to call you a text, you're like, oh, what you talking about? Like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can't go on there and tell my yeah my mom did this to me growing up and you know she was like no you can't really do that but yeah kind of going back to what you said about the oversharing I see that a lot and I think because people are I think people are longing for that community it's like people are missing some sort of emotional attachment in their lives and they feel like okay I can probably get it on social media because somebody else is probably feeling like that too and I think that's also where those personal silos kind of come in too. Like yeah. you can create a whole telegram group or WhatsApp group and, or discord group where y'all can get together and discuss all of that. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But yeah, it, it, it's just a lot. And I think it's definitely something to touch on later on, but sure. um, kind of moving on to the uh, next tech thing that kind of caught my eye. Um, this past week, Apple announced um, the Apple event. So there will be an Apple event on September 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, so that's probably what around what two ish Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can view it online at apple.com or an Apple TV app. And yeah, so once you get an Apple event uh, notification, of course, you start to hear rumblings on what they're announced. And everybody seems to have an inside scoop, right? So I've seen everything from a new Apple 15 Pro Max to an Apple Ultra. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so who knows if that's true or not. But either way, I'm upset because I upgraded my phone sometime in July. And now they're about to drop a new one. But um, there's a lot going on. Looking for a house, so I can't really can't really indulge in the tech stuff like I used to so uh, I'll be holding off on that but yeah kind of moving on to the next item of discussion on the on the docket so this is text and wrestling so it's, I think it's time to move to the wrestling segment um of course we had a big pay-per-view with the WWE called Payback um I have a lot of thoughts on it, but I'll, I'll save that towards the end and I'll just kind of run through uh, the card. 
So to start off with payback, we had uh, a cage match, which I thought was an odd way to start a pay-per-view, but whatever. So we had Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Hopefully that was the end of that storyline. I think it was, but Becky Lynch defeated Trish Stratus. And of course, there was some interference by um, Darn. What is that girl's name? I'm having a, a, a blank. Zoe Stark. So she came out and interfered in the match. And of course, that didn't help Trish at all. And Trish then turned on Zoe. And I think there's going to be a new storyline between those two. So stay tuned for that. Um, next up. Did, did you hear me up? I think it cut oh, me Oh, no. Out. Yeah, I think it did drop you. So I, <laughs> yes, I kind of just kept uh, on going. But yeah. Uh, okay. So dang, it just missed everything I was saying. So where, where was the last place I was at that you heard? Um, well, I was started talking about the Apple event and I think that's when you kind of oh, yes. started dropping out. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So that's how, so we can miss the, the filler that I was saying. So basically, um, there aren't going to be a lot of features that are coming uh-huh. with the, the iPhone, but the biggest is USB-C. Now somebody's yeah. going to be like, what, like, what does that mean? It means you're going to have one fucking cable for everything. And somebody's like, I already have a lightning cable. Your lightning cable can't charge half of the things that you use. And it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, having proprietary chargers are the main reasons why I don't use laptops that aren't MacBooks. Right. Like, for, for work, I have a ThinkPad, and I fucking hate it. Because it's, it's a USB port, but you have to use a certain proprietary USB cord to go into the computer. It's stupid. Yeah. It's egregious. For the yeah. Apple line of things, right? I charge my AirPod Max with a lightning charger. I charge my AirPods with a lightning charger, right? But they also can be wireless, so I can charge those with MagSafe, right? Yeah. Then you have the iPad. I can charge that with USB-C. But my phone, mm-hmm. I have to charge with a fucking lightning cable. It, right. There's yeah. no continuity in that because then my MacBook also charges with not only USB-C, but they brought back the fucking the the pin connector thing where you could just it magnetically attaches to the oh, to the computer. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I don't use that. I use USB-C because yeah. I don't have time to like one. I don't want to spend one hundred and fifteen dollars to paid Apple to get the charger that essentially snaps to my you know, computer. Is it nice when you accidentally like move away from the wall with your computer and it's magically just like the cord falls off, but it didn't break your computer? Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. But USB-C means now outside of my AirPods or whatever, and the current devices that I have, this means Apple is going to be able to allow you to charge all your shit with Mm -hmm. USB-C, which is honestly the gold standard of charging things. Once upon a time, it used to be micro USB. Then it was mini USB-C, uh, mini USB. Yeah. And then, you know, Apple had that, that weird-ass connector that had the little prongs on the side that you had to snap right. into the phone that everybody yeah. hated. Um, then after that, we got the lightning port. And then we're like, oh, lightning's going to be great. But then it's like, yeah. But now you can't use your headphones because you have to have mm-hmm. headphones that That's have right. a lightning cable on it. Like, yeah, this is before AirPods, people. But yeah, now USB-C means faster, 
fucking charging. So when I say faster charging, your I, your iPhone, when you charge it with lightning, yes, it charges to a speed that is cool for them, for Apple, right? They kind of like right. hedge their bets and tell you, oh, it's only going to, the cord itself only charges to a certain speed. However, USB-C is so, it's so efficient that you can essentially charge your phone from like zero to 50% in 20 to 30 minutes. That's not an exaggeration. There have been yeah. too many times where, for me, USB-C will charge my USB-C stuff faster than, like, my iPad will charge faster than my iPhone. And I, I never understood this shit. It's like, oh, because it uses yeah. USB-C. Faster charging. But having that, that continuity and that, like, universality, I don't even know if that's a term, but, like, it made sense to me, right? Just being able yeah. to say, you know what? <laughs> I, you know, I finished charging my iPhone. Now I can charge my MacBook. Oh, my iPad, I can charge that too. That means, people, you don't have to carry a backpack full of fucking cables and dongles and shit like that. One cable. And it's not like these cables cost $80, $90. You can literally go and get one from Five Below. You can get one from Target, Mm -hmm. and it's going to change the same. And somebody will say, well, you could do that with Lightning. Here's the issue I've had with Lightning, and I'll, I'll shut up after this. Every single charger i've ever had from apple either phrase or it stops working so i always yeah. go with anchor or someone else yep um yep i, I just I, I refuse to buy apple's cables for any fucking thing the headphones once upon a time i used those and one would always go out it's like it was always the right one and then the left one it would get yeah. muddied and shit like that couldn't do it right i'm almost to the point where i don't really like using airpods anymore because after six months Either one starts like not fraying, but like the volume starts ticking out and stuff like that, or starts sounding low, and I don't want that. I didn't pay two hundred dollars for my headphones mm-hmm. to be fucked up, right? Um, right. But outside of the USB C, they're talking about you know they're going back to the the standard colors, the the gray, the white, the the mm-hmm. blue, and they have like a slate gray. I'll probably go with slate gray if they have that because I haven't had a whitish phone in forever. I've had a purple, I've had a green, I've had a gold. Um, and while I like the black, like, iPhones, no. Like, I, I feel like if I wanted a, a black iPhone, like, I would have just kept the ones I had, right? It just doesn't feel like you upgrade every year. So I try to, like, divvy it up and, like, do something different. Um, there are other features for this phone that they're talking about that are supposed to be good. Uh, but for me, I'm going to get the feature phone anyway. Um, I'm going to get mm-hmm. the 15 Pro Max. I always spec out my iPhone, and then people are like, oh, great. Why do you like my iPhone now has, I think, one terabyte or I think it's only one terabyte. But the newer ones yeah. are supposed to go up to two terabytes. Um, wow. I have. Yeah, I have iCloud storage. I have four terabytes. And this is just a tech tip for anybody who like likes iCloud or even if you don't like iCloud, but you're paying for like Dropbox or you're paying for um, like Google Drive. Mm-hmm. You can have all that in your cloud. Like with right. Apple, that, again, that's why I use Apple over Android, even though now I have an Android device I can use. When it comes to the the cloud storage, they have those tiers where up to like you pay like nine dollars a month and you can get two terabytes of storage right from mm-hmm. I, from Apple iCloud. But if you also sign up for the Apple One um, Premier package, which is thirty dollars yes. a month, but it comes yeah. with the same two terabytes of storage. It comes with Apple Fitness and four or five other things like the entire yep. suite of apple stuff it comes with yeah now yeah 
after you buy the Apple One Premiere, the two ter- you know, with the two terabytes of storage, they give you that two terabytes built in, bundled into that bundle. But you can also buy an additional two terabytes of storage mm-hmm. for an additional nine dollars. Now, this is where it gets good because whenever you go and you go and pick out your iPhone, you pick out your iPad, and all this other shit, right? Most apps, most platforms allow you, especially on your iPhone, to use your iCloud storage for backing up data and all this other stuff, right? Now, when you get an iPhone or an iPad or something like that, if you have that two terabytes or that four terabytes of storage, you don't have to go buy the most expensive iPhone. You don't have to go buy the one terabyte Mm -hmm. or two terabyte that I purchased because I'm just like a glutton for punishment and I like just have the (laughs) most storage possible. Right, yeah. It's just, it's nice to know, okay, for $9 a month, you would have two terabytes of storage on your phone. Now, until Apple kind of allows you the ability to download from apps to your iCloud storage, because I don't think they do that yet, where, right. like, say, if you download a playlist from Spotify and it goes to your iCloud, it still goes to the storage on your phone. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you are heavy, like, in iCloud stuff, so notes, documents, so people who work, if you work through Apple iCloud, you're like, all right, great. All my documents are in iCloud. All my photos, iCloud. Like, yeah. I would never, I tell people, I would never go and pay for, like, Dropbox or something like that as long as mm-hmm. I have iCloud. All my fucking photos going to be there. And then if I fill up by some something, if I ever fill up four terabytes of storage, right, then you know what I'll do at that point? I'll offload those to an SD card or, or yeah. to, like, a hard drive, clear out the storage, and do it all over again. And it's $9 a month, $120 a year, which is it's fine for me. Like, cool. You can pay that all in one swipe or you can pay it monthly, which I think is a really good discount because I mean, you're getting fucking Apple music. You're getting like all the Apple stuff, Apple fitness, yeah. all those yeah. things. Apple TV plus. Come on now. And then you're still getting all, all the benefits. Why am I saying this and why does it matter? It's because for Apple, they're... Uh, allegedly, because we haven't been there, you know, to the future yet, they're doing the iPhone 15 and the iPhone 15 Plus. We already talked about the fact that they're going to go with the USB-C, right? And the reason for somebody's going to ask why is because the EU has mandated that all phones by 2025 charge with USB-C. So mm-hmm. the European uh, Union passed legislation adopting USB-C as a common charging standard meaning that the iPhone and every other phone device, oh, I'm sorry, or device will have to switch from yeah. whatever they're using to USB-C. This means there will be no more lightning port shit. So all of yeah. your devices that you use, like your current AirPods, they're going to be phased out, which means more than likely, not only are they announcing this new iPhone, they're mm-hmm. probably going to announce some AirPods, right? Yeah. It'll be the same AirPods that you have currently. It'll just charge with USB-C. I would right. say for now, for now, because um, this is Apple, they're going to probably sell a $30 Lightning to USB-C adapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll allow you to charge, you know, your your now devices, your AirPods through that, right? But for me, I feel like I will upgrade my AirPods in a year. All of my AirPods, I have three pair, and they all work perfect. Um, the other announcement they said that they're going to announce is the Apple Watch Series 9 and the yeah. Apple Watch Ultra 2. 
Um, yeah, I have I have the Ultra, and it's gray. But they are announcing the um, the Ultra Two, which will be in both gray and black. I don't really mm. care about the color of my like Apple Watch. Honestly, I feel like the gray is probably going to look better over time than the black because yeah. mine is still fine. But I like black watches. I'm, I'm a watch geek, and I, I love watches. So if they come out with a black watch that looks anything like what the regular Apple Watch looks like, I'll probably go with that. But now that I've been, I've had this Apple Watch Ultra for a year, I personally can never go back to like the regular series watches because the Apple Watch Ultra is just that good. Um, it's, it's smart enough that now I can just jump in the ocean. I can jump in the pool and I don't have to uh-huh. turn the settings on. It just knows I'm in the water. It, it calculates my swims like yeah. without me starting an activity. If my heart rate's up while I'm walking, it knows that I'm going at a certain pace. It says, are you on a walkout? Looks like you're walking. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my jam right there. I like that. So, yeah. If, if you were in the market for a watch, I'm personally saying to people to go get the Apple Watch Ultra 2 because I feel like they're going to make it with a new chip, which is going to be good. Um, and then... They're also going to just add more features than the regular Apple series has. Um, the Apple series has become kind of like the, the standard of smartphone watches. Well, I say smartphone watches, like companions to phones, but the Apple Watch Ultra is one of those, like you do activities and shit. Like that, that's that type of watch, right? So for me, going to the gym and working out and stuff now, that's my watch. But again, I would tell people to go with that. Um, either one this year, I think yeah. regardless of which one you go with, just get you an Apple watch, especially if, like the last one you've had was the like series six or series seven update this yeah. year. Um, no one updated that I know of to the eight. And the reason why well, I say updating, like, okay, they got the six or the seven and then they got the eight because the eight also came around the same announcement of the Apple watch ultra. So people who had right. the series six and the seven, like, Oh, this is a new version of the Apple Watch. So they all did like I did and just got the Ultra and skipped the yeah. eight. But if you're like, okay, that, you know, the Ultra is too much for me, go get the nine. Just absolutely go get it. The way that they are talking about this chip for this this new Apple Watch Series 9, they're saying the battery life, you know, before they said, okay, it would last like 12 or 14 hours. They're saying this shit could possibly be all day. Like when I say all day, meaning like, Go to sleep in it, wake up, go to work, come home, and then you can possibly put it on the charger when you go to bed. Like that much life. And that's not the the 12 to 16 hours that they normally say. That's literally 20 to 22 hours. And to me, that that matters because there have been days that, you know, I accidentally forgot to charge my watch or I'm a little bit too active. And I look at my watch at 530 on the way home. It's like, oh, it's at 23%. I should have mm-hmm. charged my watch last night. Like, yeah. But for the, the Ultra, there's been days I haven't charged my watch in two days. And then I put it on, like, oh, great. I, I got 70% battery life. So that's the oh, reason. Nice. Yeah. So the Ultra is even better with battery life. But ultimately, yeah. those are some announcements. Um, if you ask me, what would I upgrade to? Um, I'm getting the 15 Pro Max. I know that for a fact. I do it every year. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've said this to anybody who will listen, it is more cost effective and more cost efficient to just upgrade your phone every year. Because 
the, the people who I, I'm friends with and family with, they ask me the same question whenever the new iPhone comes out. How can I get my phone to not act like shit? And the reason, the reason why the, the phone is acting like shit isn't because the new phone came out. It's because the updates, like the I, was like iOS 17, wasn't yeah. made for the iPhone 13 and the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 14. Right. They're made for the newest phone because right. that's what they're testing this shit on. That's why they make the announcement in June, uh, WWDC, and then they're like, oh, iOS 17, you know, yeah, you can do the beta testing all summer, but when the iPhone comes out, it'll already be on all those devices because that's what they've been testing on. They've been testing it on better chips, better phones. Um, my iPhone 14 Pro Max, I've had it for a year. The internal battery is at 90%. People tell you if you go to, when I say battery, meaning like the actual battery that's inside of the phone is at 90%, not like charging, like what you see when you look on the right hand icon, there's a certain, there's a certain life expectancy of batteries, right? Now right. you can go to app, you can go to Apple and you get a battery replacement, but that's roughly like after your first, you get one for your one year warranty. After that, they start charging 150, 179, 189 right. around that price, right? Yeah. At that point, you invest into something that honestly, it's iPhones don't get outdated. They just they, they have a jealousy factor in them. Like if you know you still have the iPhone with the the touch button on it, and then you see somebody that just literally <laughs> looks at their phone and unlocks it. Like I had right. a hard time trying to figure out my grandmother's phone, and she had the uh, older iPhone that it had the little button. And I was trying to figure out how to swipe, like, because, you know, our phones, we swipe up from the bottom and you can just get to the app. Right. She has to tap. And I was like, oh, no, this is ghetto. I don't like this. (laughs) This is not right. So, right. (laughs) So for me, I just said, you know what? Let me, you know, just upgrade every year. You don't have to do it. But I'm so comfortable in the, the luxury I have of being able to update every year. But if this is your year to update and you say, you know what, I could use a new Apple Watch, go get the Series 9. If you want a new iPhone, this is the year because this is the first year you'll get USB-C. And somebody will be like, well, you never want to get something the first year it comes out. This you fucking do. And the reason why is because everything, when you look at things that you charge like in your house, a lot of this stuff is charged through USB-C. I didn't realize. that's true. Like portable fans, I have USB C. My mosquito fly swatter, the electric one, USB C. Mm-hmm. So how's my phone not have USB C? That is crazy to me. But ultimately, um, the only things I know that they won't announce is an iPad because the iPad they usually save that for November because they're like, okay, we got their money for September and October. Christmas is coming right. up, and we have we That's have right. to find something for them to buy. That's where they get you. So definitely mm-hmm. save your money for that. What I'm going to do, because I told you I sold my previous iPad. I've had the 2018 11-inch iPad Pro for almost four years. It's still under warranty. It's when I say warranty, meaning through Assurion and Verizon, right? So right. I'm just going to call them and tell them straight out, hey, um, mine is messed up. Can you send me another one? And mm-hmm. since they can't sell me the one from 2018 because they don't even make them anymore, they have to send me the most recent iPad. Yeah, that, that's just a life. That's a life hack for anybody who's trying yeah. to figure that out. Um, Q, you know, shout out to my bro. Like, 
when he, I had to teach him this trick, and he, actually, no, he taught me the trick of when, like, he would get a phone or whatever, like, say if he got the 13, he got the iPhone yeah. 13, and then it broke, or he lost it, because we all know Q loses at least three phones a year, right? So, he goes and loses the phone, he'll call Verizon or the company, tell them that they lost it, he'll pay the $279, but he gets the most recent phone. Ah, oh, okay. And it, it's, it's not illegal by any means, it's something that they, it's it's in the clause. If you're paying for monthly insurance and they don't make the device anymore, guess what? They have to sell it to you. They have to right. give it to you. So it's just a life hack that I would tell people, explore it if you want to. Um, I've done mm-hmm. it and gotten, uh, not this watch, but the watch I had before. I went from the series um, five to the series six. And then I skipped the seven because there was nothing going on. And then I was like, I'll keep the six until the eight came out. Then when the eight came out, it also came out with the ultra. So I was like, nah, we're going with the ultra. So this year I might not even get the ultra because I love my ultra so much. I don't even see the value in me upgrading unless I want just a black Apple watch ultra. So right. that, th- those are the features. How do you feel about it? Cause I, I know we got to touch on wrestling too. So how do you feel about Apple's announcements? Um, uh, well, I upgraded my phone from the 13 pro max to the 14 pro max in June, which mm-hmm. I absolutely shouldn't have done because I, I didn't even think that, okay, yeah, they're definitely going to announce something at some point this year. So to be honest, I really have no thoughts about it because I'm trying to be a big girl and buy a house. So I won't be indulging mm. in any techno- technological <laughs> purchases. So, I mean, yeah, for those that are listening, definitely take Greg's advice. If you're going to upgrade now, will be the time to do it. Don't do it early on like I did. Um, yeah, now's definitely the time to do it. So yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. I can't partake, so I don't have any thoughts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, de- yeah. definitely. Like, I, I'll just, you know, reiterate one last time. Just like, know your, know your budget, know what you want from Apple. Um, right. Uh, again, you use that iCloud thing to your leverage because I, I think a lot of people think they have to get the biggest size phone not realizing right. like if you if you're somebody who takes a bunch of photos and stuff like i'm taking more photos now and yet photos get bigger because these mm-hmm. cameras are getting better that means yep. the files are getting bigger if you have iCloud yep. storage you don't have to go and buy that device that that big device you just have what you have right so mm-hmm. ultimately like I, i'm really excited um i have to be at work in the office when, when this happens so mm-hmm. unfortunately i'm i'm very pissed off about it but yeah, I'm just, again, I'm just still really like really anxious about yeah. what Apple has to bring. Um, it, it's like that one day of the year outside of WDC where I just, I feel like a kid. I'm like, oh shit, they're about to announce something. Let me go. Like I tell people I'm not talking to nobody. Like don't call my mm-hmm. phone. Like leave me the hell alone. Right. I, I, I'm like that. So please y'all go and like, Go watch this on Tuesday. You watch it on Tuesday, I can guarantee there'll, there'll be something that Apple announces that you won't be overwhelmed by, but you'll definitely be intrigued about because yeah. Apple's gotten to that point where they don't have to innovate anymore. They just, they, they take features that right. truthfully that Android does and I won't say does them better, but fine tunes them for their platform. And when you, when I say that, meaning Right, I'm trying to think of like the face ID, right? 
Like people mm-hmm. are, oh, you know, for years, oh, well, my, I can unlock my phone with, you know, my face instead of that. But then everybody was saying, oh, it wouldn't, their Androids wouldn't work with their, their version of face ID or face unlock, right? Um, then you have like cameras, people like, oh yeah, my photo, you know, my camera can take a photo of the sky. And then you think about it, it's like, yo, like, unless you're into astrophotography, no one's taking a fucking photo of the stars, right? Mm-hmm. And even if you are, are you going to go back and look at it and know what you're looking at? No, because the, the camera, when you're looking at it from that screen live, yeah, you can see all the, the things in the world, but you still have to edit yeah. that stuff and post. You, you still have right. to go through the toe and dance of how is this going to look on, you know, when I go and blow it up on, on a MacBook or something. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't realize the photos you really take, like they've gotten significantly better. Even from five years ago, I look at photos I took with my iPhone five years ago and I look at photos I took now and I'm like, right, that's good. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Like, so to me, again, my iPhone now, like, don't call me because I don't answer phone calls. I have our group <laughs> chat. Um, mm-hmm. And outside of that, uh, photos of the baby, photos and videos of the baby. But the reason why I upgrade my phone every year, I've already told you, but the, more specifically this year, is for that USB-C. That is yeah. worth what, whatever they're telling me it's going to cost. I'm paying it just for that. Um, you do not understand the, the value and just only carrying one cable everywhere, yeah. like just one. Just like, all right, cool. I'm USB-C, cool. It's in my pocket. It, that, it, it's worth this weight. And so, some Android person, like, how we've been doing that for years. Like, yeah. But half of the people who say that shit, their phones are only flagship phones for five, six months. Like the Google yeah. Fold, for example, the Google Fold came out officially in like June and it was $1,800. People, I guess, weren't buying it or people hated the fact that it cost $1,800. Guess what? Now Verizon and them are offering up to $1,000 off on it because guess what? Right. Next month, Google has another <laughs> flagship phone coming out, the actual Pixel 8. So uh, again, this is why I stick mm. with Apple. I know every year I'm going to get that, that new device in September. Right. It's like the, the, end of the, the end of the summer deal for me. That, that is my Black Friday. I don't have to worry about, oh, I have the Samsung Galaxy S23 and I bought it in April. And then here they are in October talking about, oh, well, here's the S24. You're like, what the fuck? I just, what? Right. Wow. So no, mm-mm. Yeah, be the kid. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, um, definitely keep an eye on the Apple event. But uh, definitely want to move over to the wrestling side of things. Yeah, let's, let's and, get to uh, it. As we know, there's, gosh, there, there's just so much. So WWE had a pay per view this weekend. Uh, AEW had one last weekend, and they have one actually today as well. Um, at the time of um, this stereo live, so <laughs> we'll get to AEW a little bit later. Uh, wow! Um, so yeah, <laughs> WWE had their <laughs> WWE had their pay per view um, called Payback, and it was in, live from Pittsburgh. Uh, so to kind of start it off, we have the steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, which I thought was an odd way to start the show. But uh, they did give the ladies a little bit more time. 
to kind of wrap up this this storyline, and they did exactly that. So Becky Lynch uh, defeated Trish Stratus in the steel cage match, and of course she had interference by Zoe Stark. So uh, that was to be expected. But what wasn't expected was to see Trish turn on Zoe Stark, who's pretty much helped her out since she had her heel turn. But expect to see a storyline between those two coming up pretty soon. Um, like I said, it was nice to see them kind of in that match. And of course, their match was cut from the last pay-per-view, which I think was SummerSlam. So there was a lot of uh, rumblings about that. So it was nice to see them have their match. But um, before I continue on, and uh, I, I do want to send our, our condolences to Terry Funk and, of course, Bray Wyatt, um, two passings in, in the wrestling business that ultimately shocked everybody. I think a lot of people are still in shock over this one, yeah. um, especially losing Bray Wyatt because um, he had came back maybe around mania time and then he just kind of disappeared and no one knew why. They just said it was an illness and then come to find out later it was he contracted COVID and then it caused issues with his heart, unfortunately. And, um, yeah, it, it was just really sudden because I think it was being reported that he was getting better and then unfortunately he passed away. So that's that's always the hardest because you, you think that someone's they're, they're getting better, they'll be back. So yeah, definitely condolences to Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah definitely condolences I, to them. Yeah, I have the same sentiments like... I didn't believe it at first because I, yeah. I just didn't know the sources. But then when Triple H's tweet came out, I was like, oh, no. Um, wow. And, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't. I just I'll just say I wasn't expecting that. Um, that news. And then the the reasoning for it was like, wow, yeah. um, because we've all been, you know, we've had a battle with COVID at some point. And right. just with him. It's like Bray of all people. Like he was the the one. Like he was right. Yeah, I'm I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put. Um, when I say the one, like the fact that the Undertaker whispered something to him. And when I read the tweet back, when somebody said Bray said he would take what the Undertaker said to him to his grave, mm-hmm. which means we will never know. And yeah. I, I can almost yeah. guarantee Undertaker. We'll never tell anybody either. Right. So, yeah, it, it was just one of those things for me. It's like one one of my favorite wrestlers, even though I, I did shit on that Mountain Dew match. Um, I, I did. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like it it hit hard for everybody because of not just it being Bray, but everybody had a story with Bray. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. has something for Bray. So, yeah, it just... It was yeah, but uh, yeah. Go, go ahead. Um, yeah, definitely, and I think that was kind of the hardest part too. Like a lot of people were really close to him, like, and I think he helped out a lot of people in the business. So yeah, like I said, definitely condolences to them. Um, kind of moving on to payback. Um, we had a match between L.A. Knight and The Miz. 
Now, of course, it was reported um, a few days before that John Cena was going to be the host of Payback. Um, I, I mean, it, it it was cool to see, but it was interesting at the same time because I know John Cena was kind of like, okay, I, I won't be doing much in the ring kind of going forward, but then he just kind of does these pop-ups. So um, it's interesting to see, but like I said, he was the host of Payback and um, he had a segment with the Miz, which was actually pretty comical. I will say that it was actually pretty comical. And then LA Knight came in and added his uh his uh microphone skills to it. So it was actually cool to see. And then that led to a quick match between LA LA Knight and the Miz with John Cena being a guest referee. So imagine how that looked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so LA Knight defeated the Miz in that match. Um, following by the United States Championship match, we have the current U.S. champion, Rey Mysterio, defeating the previous champion, Austin Theory, who hoped to get his title back. But Rey Mysterio defeated Austin Theory to retain his title. Um, I have some thoughts around Rey Mysterio being U.S. champ. And yes, Rey is a total legend. He is. He's a Hall of Famer. However, um, the LWO doesn't need Ray to be a, a champion right now. I think Santos Escobar definitely should have this title right now. Um, but those of you out there, if you've seen Santos Escobar, the guy has it. He's he has the look, he has the charisma, he's a luchador. Um, he has all all of those moves that you see Ray do, Santos can do, like as well, like probably 10 times more right now. So I think having Ray as a champion, it, it really doesn't make sense for the LWO kind of perspective. And I don't know, I'm kind of seeing maybe a possible heel turn for Santos because it's like there's little things being said where, you know, he's kind of being picked at for losing the uh, his title opportunity. And I think there's going to be a heel turn at some point. Kind of think think Judgment Day and Edge. Yeah, kind of think the way Judgment Day kind of booted out Edge. I'm seeing something like that. And I think it would really benefit LWO because, yeah, Ray just needs to be more of like a mentor capacity. Like, I mean, he doesn't need to be the one carrying LWO, and that's what's definitely happening. But, yeah. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Lou, who's listening in the audience live right now. Um, what is going on, Lou? Yeah. So we'll definitely see you Monday night. Hopefully you're enjoying the show so far. Um, but next up, we have the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match. We have Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And we have new undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. This was totally unexpected. I did not see them winning this at all to be totally honest. And I remember you saying in the chat, like, what was the whole point when Damian Priest has the briefcase? Exactly. Great, great question. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did not see this coming at all. I, I still don't know. I don't know how to really feel about it. Because why would they do that like when it. he has the briefcase? Yeah. I just don't like it. I, I know that's, that's fucked up to say. I just don't like it. it yeah. It's it's the lowest hanging fruit. It's almost one mm-hmm. of those things. It's like 
it, it, it benefits no one. And if right. that was the that was the goal of the, um you know the group was to have them all have belts, them winning that is actually mm-hmm. worse off for the both of them because right. you you get you gave them money in the bank, right? And then I'm sorry, you gave Damien money in the bank. And then yep. you end up having you, you've buried Finn for the last six months, if we're gonna be completely right. honest. Like mm-hmm. Finn is like a shell of what he could have been. And when That's I say right. what he could have been, meaning like I look at Finn now and I'm like, I'm not entertained by his matches. I'm not into like his mic skills are garbage. And the reason why is because he's with a group, right? Like, and yeah. the group, two out of the four of them have impeccable mic skills and they have draw. And then you have right. Finn that even though, yep. like Finn, who is a good wrestler, his, his cons all show. <laughs> like that, yeah. the mic work doesn't work with him because you got two people in Rhea and, um, what's the name? Uh, Ray's yeah, son that are just like, yeah, Dominic, that are just like, they're mm-hmm. so good and they have that heat. It's like, what are you necessary? Yeah. So now you, you put these titles on him and, uh, Damien, but then Damien also has money in the bank, which, right. You, you, you already had a storyline that was building. Like him mm-hmm. and Damien, it looked like eventually Finn was going to win a, a belt, right? Or the belt. And, yeah. Damien was going to cash in on him. Like that that's what it that's what it felt like. Yeah. But then they they, they think, ruined that too. I think I, unfortunately I, I think unfortunately when they had that little storyline within a storyline like um yep. so Damien had the you know he wins the briefcase but then um kind of steps in front of Finn and his champ in his championship desires it I think they didn't know where to take it after that. So it's like, okay, maybe yeah. we should put some tag team titles on them. H- however, well, I will say before I say say something else, it Finn Balor is now a Grand Slam champion. So by him winning these, he's now a Grand Slam champion. That That's cool, right? But, but like I said, if you have Damian Priest with a briefcase, and you have Finn, who ultimately wants to have a world title. I mean, that's not really going to help whatever beef that they could have squashed because of this. It's not going to help at all because, at all. yeah, you have this title now, but I can ultimately try to take it from you. So, yep. y- yeah. And then, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. I, just, just to ask, like, who can they feud with now? Like, a, as tag team champions, like, who can they feud with because that's a there's, really there's good over, question and there's like there's no tag team that ma- that makes them worth fighting because you already made them look strong and you made them all have the titles right so unless you're going with the, this idea that yeah in my personal opinion is you know making the bloodline like you know them and the bloodline making that the angle for next year's Wrestlemania right mm-hmm. where all of them ha- hold these belts and but it's like the, the the tag team match is going to be an opener that nobody's going to give a fuck about. Or well, if it's mm-hmm. not an opener, it's going to be like one of the first three matches, and people are like, okay, um, what's this necessary? That's like a day one match, right? And then, yeah. or, no, that's actually no, that would be a night two match because if you if you factor in, they'll probably have Rhea be like the co-main event for for like night one, right? They'll have that, and then they'll have Dominic's match be like maybe night one also. 
mm-hmm. I can't see them having all three matches on the same day. So Rhea and Dominic obviously gonna have match on the same day. And if Rhea's night one, which is historically like the women's night, then yeah. Dominic's gonna be on that one as well. Which means Damien and uh what's the name and Finn are gonna be night two. And that's the mm-hmm. night of like, you know, uh Roman, right? So that's Roman's night on Sunday night. So if he I'm sorry, if he meaning like Damien cashes in, like who who like how can he is he gonna cash in and have two belts? Because that, yeah, that's what I it looks like so. they're angling. Yeah. I just it it yeah. was one of those things where I'm sure it it looked good, mm-hmm. but then when they realized like who like who is gonna be their competition now? Like I don't want to see them against the the uh, the brawling brutes. I don't want to see that right. shit at all. Um, right. Like can you imagine you know any pay per view in you know October or December with that? I don't. So yeah, it, it just it was a mistake for me. Yeah, and as far as SmackDown's tag team scene, um, like you said, there's Brawling Brutes and then there's LWO. One half are pretty deadly. I think they're injured. They're on SmackDown. Um, there's the New Day. So that's maybe a possibility. Um, as far as the bloodline goes, they've already split up the Usos. So Jimmy is on SmackDown, and as of last night, it was announced that Jay Uso is going to be on Raw. So it sounds That's like they crazy. split them up. It, it sounds like they <laughs> split them up all together. I mean, they got separate entrance music. I mean, everything is totally different. So <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, but um, we see uh, we see we have a voice note. So let's go ahead and play that real quick. Let's go for it. Here's my prediction: They have a rematch Monday night. With Owens and Sami Zayn, they win the belts back because Finn Balor cost them the tag titles. Blah blah blah. That's my prediction. I like that. That would be interesting. I like that. And then that's that sets up the oh well, you cost you know like you said you cost it, and now they're right. feuding because mm-hmm. I, I just think I don't know what the the premise was though. Like when Triple mm-hmm. H said, "You know what? We're going to do it this way." It's like, yeah, you did it this way, but it, it makes no sense to anybody. Right? Like, everybody was confused. Like when I looked on Twitter, mm-hmm. there was no, "Oh, this seems like a good idea." Like you know, the Judgment Day just have all the titles. It's like, but they have all the titles yeah. outside. They have all the ones that really don't matter right now because <laughs> no no storylines are built for them. They're just like, okay, they're right? Just group yeah. That, they're feuding with mid-carters. Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I, know, I know this shit sounds Literally. so nuts to me. It's like, okay, you all aren't even... You couldn't main event. Like, Rhea's the only one that can main event. But then they won't put anybody on her. And the strongest threat, they fed her first. And that match was just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. So, I'll definitely yeah. get to that match a little bit later. Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, follow up on uh, Payback. Um, the next spot on the show uh was the Grayson Waller effect uh which is his little talk show where he talks to you know interviews different superstars and tonight he he interviewed uh Cody Rhodes and one of Cody Rhodes announcement was of course bringing Jey Uso back um he took some time off after the previous pay-per-view which I think was SummerSlam so that was a few weeks off for him and that he would now be on the Raw brand 
like I said, this was all pretty sudden. Jimmy Uso came back that Friday, whole different interest music, everything. Jay Uso had his own interest music and all of that. So as far as the bloodline storyline goes, I mean that if that's the end, that's an interesting way to end it by splitting them up. Um yeah. So Cody announced Jay Uso. Jay Uso is now back in WWE on the Raw brand. So moving on to the next match, which was the WWE Women's World Championship match. This sees current champion Rhea Ripley facing Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. Um, well, let me first start by saying shout out to Rhea Ripley. She had on her China-inspired um, gear, which I love China. Um so she had had that on as inspiration to her, but I really wanted to like this match. I really did. And I honestly have to say, as harsh as it may sound, this doesn't make Rhea Ripley's title reign look any better. It really doesn't. Um, yeah, she was strong. She was dominant. And I actually felt like this match went on way too long with these two. And that's really sad to say because um, women's wrestling really has been it's been getting cut in WWE but I kind of feel like in instances like this this is the kind of match that should not go on for too long and I think Rhea really needs strong A1 talent to be in the ring with so somebody like a Charlotte Flair at Wrestlemania I finally felt like that was a great match because the star power between the two the dominance between the two really matched well so that was the kind of match I enjoyed, but kind of seeing Rhea and somebody like Raquel Rodriguez, who is really just as strong as Rhea, but doesn't have that, I guess, that top card star power. It just kind of really made it boring to watch, and I really fought to stay awake during this one, yeah. to be honest. Um, so, yeah. All, all I'll say is all, all the best women wrestlers – currently on roster or on NXT. And they know mm-hmm. the reason why they don't want to call they don't want to have the call up or want to be called up is because the WWE is attempting to right their wrongs because now they know that you know with uh Bianca she's gonna be gone for three months. Um you got yeah. Charlotte completely she's checked out all the shit yeah. that we said months ago like mm-hmm. it's true. Like she checked the fuck out. Like she's she's yeah. no longer who you go to to get that match. Um, when I say that mm-hmm. match, meaning like, oh, she she'll make this entertaining. No, she won't. No, she won't. She, she right. intentionally is botching shit just to show. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, like I, I looked at the tweet because I was like, I, I can't do Charlotte anymore. I can't do it. But when I saw that she had, <laughs> she literally like did a kick and missed by like a foot, and I'm like, there's no right. Way. There's no fucking mm-hmm. way she missed this. I said kicking foot, like that's funny. But either way, overall, I just I, I think the lack of the women's division on main roster is because all the talent is they're not even still being developed. I think there's so much talent down in NXT mm-hmm. that they're just like, nah, we'll stay down here. We're putting on better quality matches, and we just don't want to fight Charlotte Flair. We we don't want to go through that that toe and dance of that. I think the uh, uh, Naomi and uh, Sasha effect trickled down at everybody yes. else. 
Yes. People are like, nah, nah, we'll stay, we'll stay down here. We don't have to travel every week to, you know, some obscure city in order, you know, put on and everything like that. We don't have to end up having 17 minute matches with Sasha or Becky and y'all just going to push them up. Like if you want the four horsemen, well, now the three horsemen to just have, you know, every main event, then cool. Mm -hmm. Rhea, you know, Rhea's gimmick works right now, but. Right. Is it is it going to in a year? Um, when I say in a year, meaning when the the Finn Balor and Damian Sandow, I call them. Um, when him and Damian, <laughs> him and Damian have that that beef, when they they finally yeah. have that match, like, well, people care. I don't think people care anymore, and people only care about Judgment Day for Dom and Rhea. That's it, right? Like, yeah. So when it comes to the women's division, it's like we need they need Rhea, but who can you put against her that will either make the feud worthwhile? And that was supposed to be Raquel, and they yeah. blew it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, I think either you put her up with somebody who's just as over like Oscar. Uh, or maybe a Bianca when she comes back, but they're on two different brands. So it's like, you, you can't even make that work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or you can start to push somebody like a Zelina Vega, who's just as good in the ring. However, uh, her, her match with Rhea during um, that live event they had in Puerto Rico, it, it looked almost like a squash match. So Either you start to develop Zelina a little bit more to kind of stand up to like the Rias or, you know, just Rhea's going to be that champion who has the belt and nobody can really face her. But um, kind of moving on to the next match, which is the main event. Uh, we had the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Seth freaking Ma- Rollins, the champion, faced Shinsuke Nakamura. Let me just say, shout out to Shinsuke Nakamura, who is moving into that heelish phase that he was in in New Japan. And if you're a New Japan fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They allow him to cut promos in Japanese, which was awesome. Just go ahead and translate it. It's fine. Um, And his entrance at Payback, he should have won based off of that entrance. It was it was awesome. It was straight up just action anime it, it was really awesome to see and like i said he should have won based off of that but seth freaking rollins de- uh defeated shinsuke and retained his title but i don't think it's over between these two um it was very hard-hitting match and i i think i i did enjoy this one this was one of the better matches on the card and uh actually shinsuke did attack seth after the end of that match um and that's off of base of, you know, some clips that I was floating around on social media. So I don't think this is over between the two of them. Um, yeah, overall, I I, I got to give this pay-per-view a C, to be honest. And I got to say it's, it's in part of AEW's fault. And I say that because AEW put on an awesome pay-per-view in Wembley Stadium with their all-in event. So to see this one kind of follow that, it just didn't it didn't live up to me. It didn't match up at all. So I, I give this pay-per-view a C. It was hard to stay awake and focus on this one. And what about you, Greg? What 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 were your ultimate thoughts on this pay-per-view? 
Oh, I guess we lost him again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, as far as other wrestling news, um, there there's a lot going on in AEW. But I I kind of feel like that needs its own whole other segment. So I think what we can do is discuss oh, more AEW. Oh, <laughs> I, I, okay. So mm-hmm. so so overall. I would give this a a C, just like an even C, not a plus or minus, mm-hmm. just a C. And the reason why is um, this wasn't a developed card. This was a we have to redeem ourselves from SummerSlam, and mm-hmm. they they did worse. Um, I, yeah. I hate to be this way, but I, I definitely think the WWE should reevaluate the the sequence of pay-per-views and right. I, I feel like when they take that break and you know november and december kind of like how they did like no more pay-per-views for the rest of the year until day one that was what 20 was it last year oh that, yeah that was 2022 january 1 when they did yeah. day one um a break is fine um every other month pay-per-views i can be with because then you can develop storylines but I don't think that's going to help the WWE. Mm-hmm. The only reason is because I saw how many wrestlers were on that stage with SmackDown when they were honoring Bray Wyatt. Right. Yep. I don't see them in the ring. And it's mm-hmm. like, they're, they're traveling to these places. Like, I, I essentially think that a lot of the wrestlers are comfortable with just getting free fucking trips to different yeah. states every week. They don't give a fuck if they're wrestling. They, they don't care. It's a free trip. Mm-hmm. And most of them, they're either dating or with somebody who ironically works with the brand. And I, I feel like most of the the networks, like AEW and like TNA and all of them, they work around the same like schedule. So one may be in Texas and the other one may be like in a different part of Texas, right? So they, right. Can, all hang, they can all hang out and mingle. But the issue is we're not seeing any product. And when you're putting on subpar products and then you're having people who like the Miz and stuff, it's like, all right, bro, like we don't want to see the Miz. Imagine your favorite wrestler. The last time you saw them was like, I don't want to say pre-pandemic, but like the last time they wrestled for real, it was like 2021. And it's because they focused an hour of a three hour show on the bloodline instead of You know, when I'm saying that, like vignettes and, you know, flashbacks and talks and shit. It's like, how about just putting on a good 15 minute match with that person that I haven't seen? But what they've been relegated to is these monthly battle royales. It's like, nobody wants to keep seeing, mm-hmm. oh, your favorite, your favorite person, they come out for a battle royale. It's like, so what is the point of the Royal Rumble then? Because they literally, yeah. when I go back and look, they've had a, a battle royale on either a pay per view or a, a Raw or SmackDown. At least mm-hmm. once a month since the Royal Rumble. That that's not a lie. I'm sitting. I'm like, no. Like they really had a uh, a somebody battle royal, like a Andre the Giant, a Big Show, and all. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this, this is not right. necessary. So ultimately, they get a C. If I'm well, Vince is going to do it because he's like money, right? I would just want them to take the the month of October off, maybe November. Give us a pay per view leading into, you know, Royal Rumble in January because I, I've not seen it be this bad 
in the WWE since the pandemic when we were talking about they need to sell. Well, here's the thing now. They done sold. Mm-hmm. Put on a better fucking product. <laughs> Put on a better. There's no. There were 62 people on that stage on Friday. 62. Mm-hmm. But we see, keep seeing the same 15. I, yeah. It's just disgusting. Yeah. They, they can keep it. I, I, I no longer Yeah. Want. The next big one, I think, is Survivor Series, and that's in November, which, oddly enough, is in Chicago. <laughs> so, yeah, if we if we see the AEW drama, you'll see why I laugh when we say Chicago, because that's where CM Punk is from. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my understanding, there's a no compete. There are no no compete clauses in AEW. So once you're gone, you can show up anywhere but i i won't get into all of that today i think i'll save that for the sports desk <laughs> mm. <laughs> because of course all out pay-per-view is today so um i'll definitely have thoughts for that for the sports desk so yeah uh, uh yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, i think lou's gonna go in i'm gonna go in you gonna I, I just I'm ready yeah. for all out, and it comes on as we're record as we're recording live. It comes on at six or is it eight, eight o'clock? Eight o'clock. I'm yep. live and direct. Then I'm live and direct. Yep. Uh, yep. I will. I will be a participant to the bullshit. I can't yeah. wait. Um, I'm fully expecting nothing but booze for the first. Oh yeah. At least twenty minutes. Um, oh yeah. CM Punk chance that they're gonna have to try to mute. I, actually, I think they're just gonna leave it. It's, it's gonna be on some. ECW shit. We're just like, no, just leave mm-hmm. it in there. And yep. I, or th- this could—I don't even think this could be a work. This this is kind of bad. But we'll talk about that on Monday because yeah. um, mm-hmm. I, I would not be surprised if what I'm thinking actually happens. And you know, because okay, I, I have to say it now because it's, it's on my mind. Yeah. What if it? What if it ends up being like that? That work kind of like how Vince did with the stone cold thing where it's like he's fired and he can't come back and then he mm-hmm. shows it to the pay-per-view and like kind of like he's like the, the band guy who never really was fired but this was like a right. official press release right so maybe it's just yes it who, was yeah so it just i'm hoping it's just a yes. work. Re- but you don't put out a yes. press release unless he really fucked up some shit so um, yeah yeah um yeah I, I guess to, to close for me, um, y'all yeah. better be there Monday night. We have not had a sports desk in two months, y'all, since the NBA draft. Yeah. So I am ready to unload. Actually, no, we had one in July because I had it when we were in Newport. So we, we definitely had it in right, July. Right, right. And I just don't think we had one in August. But I'm going to unload the clip on, on a lot of your faves. Yes. Um, Q will be back hosting so i'm sure he's going to give us the the over under thing and we'll have the week one predictions uh but we're gonna go literally all in on all out that should be the name mm-hmm. of the fucking podcast on so i'm excited but yeah tonight i fully intend on enjoying the last full day of you know the labor day weekend hopefully you yes. are doing the same yeah um in closing, y'all. Um, actually, no. Did we? Did we do predictions? We didn't do predictions for the card. Oh we, no, we didn't. We we got we got to do predictions real quick. So you got to run down the <laughs> the, the card. 
I, I just don't want to like be like, all right, shit, we should have done the predictions and we do them on Monday. So yeah, let, let's get the predictions and then we'll go. Well, um, the predictions for AEW all in. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, all out. <laughs> See, all in on all. <laughs> yeah, all in, all out. Right. So yeah. let me let me run to that real quick. Um, let's see. So it's going to be held in United Center in Chicago. So there you go, right there, right. So it's going to be it's going to be live. So we have the TNT Championship uh, on the line. We have Luchasaurus, who's a champion, versus Darby Allen. I say um, I say Luchasaurus is going to retain because mm-hmm. he has um, he has he's going to have somebody in his corner. So I say he's going to retain um, against Darby Allen. Next up, we have the eight-man tag team match, which is FTR and the Young Bucks versus Bullet Club Gold, which is Jay White, Juice Robinson, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. I say it would be really good time for the Bullet Club to win this. Um, Bullet Club Gold, I really like them in AEW. They're doing very well on the Collision show. So I say the Young Bucks, I say the Bullet Club Gold actually wins this one. Uh, next up, we have the Ring of Honor World Television Championship with Samoa Joe champion versus Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor, uh, for those of you who really are familiar with Ring of Honor, he's one of their black performers. I mean, dude is a beast. So mm-hmm. definitely check this out. But I see Samoa Joe retaining this um, for this match. Uh, next up, we have Eddie Kingston. Let me get mine in. So um, I'm going yeah. with Luchasaurus. I'm going to get with Luchasaurus. Um, I'm going to say Bullet Club Gold is going to win the tag team match. Um, then uh, Samoa Joe, I think he's going to retain. So we, we caught, I caught up with you. So actually, yeah. you know what? I'll, I'll do a dark horse. I'm going to go with Shane Taylor because you you talked him up for me. So I don't, I'm not too familiar yeah. with him. But why not? Why why not go with the underdog? So we're gonna go with Shane Taylor. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, dude, dude is a beast. I've seen him a couple times live, and yeah. And he's definitely a Ring of Honor staple. So he's been around for quite a few years. Uh, next okay. up, we have Eddie Kingston and Kashiori Sabata tagging up against the Blackpool Combat Club. So that would be Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah. I see Eddie Kingston and Shibata winning this one. First of all, I think it's cool that they're tagging up because Shibata is like, he's like one of the, one of the legends uh, in the making Um as far as Japanese wrestlers are concerned. And then Eddie Kingston having his run in the G1, like he really lived out his dream in Japan this year. So it's awesome they're tagging up, but I see them definitely winning this one. Uh, Next up, we have uh, Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. We're seeing Miro on this pay-per-view. When's the last time we've seen him? So, (laughs) so yeah, um, I see Powerhouse Hobbs winning this one. Um, We've seen more Powerhouse Hobbs than we've seen of Miro. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I'm going to go with Miro, too. Um, I'm going to go with Miro mainly because yeah, why not? Why, why not? Yeah. Why not? He, and, he has to get something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's on the Collision show, by the way, too, which is their Saturday show. So if mm-hmm. you want to see some more of Miro, definitely watch AEW Collision on Saturday nights. Um, but next up, we have the TBS Championship. Um, which is the women's title. So Chris Statlander, the champion, will face Ruby 
Soho. Um, I think they're going to do Ruby dirty on this one. Um, I can't even remember the last time Ruby has won a title if she's won one at all in AEW. So I see Chris Dantlander retaining this one. Now, next up, we have Kenny Omega facing Kanosuke Takeshita. Um, If you remember, uh, Kanosuke Takeshita is now with Don Callis, um, who turned on Kenny Omega a while back. So um, I say Kanosuke Takeshita is going to take this one. Um, And those of you, if you're you're not familiar with um, Takeshita, Go back and watch uh, DDT Pro, which is a Japanese promotion. Um, he was there. He was in Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, I, I, I want to say before I move on to the rest of the card, if you if you really want to get a sense of a lot of the Japanese wrestlers they're getting, they're bringing in, start to watch those promotions like a DDT Pro, All Japan, or Pro Wrestling Noah, because that's where a lot of these guys are coming from, and they're just now stateside. So. Now's the time to expand your horizons. But uh, moving on to the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, current champs MJF and Adam Cole, of course, they won that title at All In in uh, Wembley about a week ago. So they will be facing the Dark Order, which is John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Obviously, they wanted MJF and Adam Cole to have these titles, uh, while MJF is still the AEW champion. So I see them retaining. They're not going to lose these titles anytime soon. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to the AEW International Championship, we have Orange Cassidy, who's the champion, facing John Moxley. I got to go with John Moxley. He's definitely going to yeah. win this one. Um, Orange Cassidy, shout out to him. He's had this title for, wow, it's a, it's been well over a year. And he's had some pretty, yeah, so he's had some pretty memorable title defenses. So, yeah, I definitely see John Mockley picking up this one. Okay. Um, Yeah, yeah, overall, yeah, I think overall All Out would be much better than Payback. And I think with the added drama with CM Punk's firing and with it being in Chicago, that crowd is going to be super lit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... (laughs) Oh, I, I wish I, I wish we could have gone, but uh, again, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I'm going to be at home because I, I feel like there's going to be some some shit that goes down. So. Yes, definitely, there, there's, there's going to be some shit. I just can't wait to watch it. I cannot wait. It, the fact that yeah, payback was so bad, and mm-hmm. I think Tony Khan even knew it. He was like, yeah, like mm-mm. yeah, like we're gonna have it the same week, and what? What the fuck are they gonna do about it? What, what are they right, gonna do about yeah. it? Yeah. So, but that that CM Punk. Sh- oh, I cannot wait! I can't fuck. Oh yeah, cannot wait. Yeah, um, and yeah, and word on Twitter streets is that um, security confiscated some CM Punk signs at the Collision Show, which was also in Chicago. So yeah, ooh, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna go. It's gonna go left real quick. Um, yeah. Also, mm-hmm. also, also this evening, which I think is going to be very interesting because I'm gonna. Give her a special award on Monday. Uh, apparently, Lacey Evans is finally going to have an OnlyFans because she is, really she's been yeah she's been promoting the shit on her Instagram page for the past month. Because remember, she got dropped and everything. Well, she didn't get dropped. Yeah. She just she, she just stopped showing up. <laughs> and yeah. um, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of these wrestlers, the the women wrestlers, they feel as though like 
they're, they're better off being a personality. And I'm not saying like a, mm-hmm. a OnlyFans joins them, but they, they feel like they can make more money off of that. Um, right. But um, what they they called the girl um, my 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 old favorite Nikita Lyons. What what, what did they call her? Uh, yeah. Maga mommy or some shit like that. I forgot what it was, but it it made me smile. <laughs> it, it fucking made me smile. Um, right. Like I saw I saw a clip of her on a a reality TV show on Zeus where she had a mm-hmm. black scent and shit. And I said, Oh, I'm so glad I got off that train when I did. It's bad. <laughs> it's ugly. Um, but yeah, really, like today's going to be a good day. And I, I'm mm-hmm. very happy that we, we get a Labor Day weekend of full. We had UFC, we have wrestling and mm-hmm. then we have the WWE because they don't consider themselves wrestlers. They're superstars. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Right. But tonight, tonight, I will be drinking heavily and enjoying mm-hmm. this car. And I, I hope everybody does as well. Yes. Yes. So that's pretty much for today's episode of Black Techies, Tech and Wrestling. Thank you to all that listened live on stereo. And uh, thank you to those who will be listening um, once this is published on wherever you get your podcast. But um, thanks for joining us and tune in Monday and tune in next week for our black next Black Techies episode. Peace and love, Thanks. y'all. Peace. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription.